Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. If you don't mind, would you stand with me this morning? How is everybody doing this morning? Great? Fantastic? No more Christmas food comas. Um, everybody's doing well. While I get situated this morning, I want you guys to help me out. I want you to look at your neighbor, find a neighbor, find somebody, and I want you to take two or three minutes, and I just want you to tell them something that the Lord has done for you in 2020. Something that God has done for you in 2020. Testify of the goodness of the Lord as we exit out of 2020, go into 2021. God has blessed my family, all my family, every one of them, this year. And he blessed me too. What else you want to know? He healed me from COVID. What else? Bless my finances. I still, I'm still working. I still got my house. I still, still got my right state of mind. Has God been good to anybody this year? Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for standing with me. Thank you guys for testifying about the goodness of the Lord. We should do that more often. We should tell everybody how good God has been to us. Because a lot of people point fingers and say, you know, this has been a down year. But if I can testify of one thing God has done for me, that means it's been a good year. Because if he had not been done anything for me, right, all I need him to do is one thing. And it makes it worthwhile. If you have your Bibles this morning, um, we're going to read from two portions of Scripture. One, we're going to start in Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. And while you're turning there in your Bibles, I do want to take a time to give honor to pastor. We have the best pastor in the world, his family. I love them. We are blessed beyond measure here in this church. And I also want to honor Brother Roberts once again for the opportunity to teach because I do not take it lightly. So if you're at Romans chapter 8, would you say amen? amen. Very familiar portion of scripture. Say it with me. What then shall we say to these things? If God, say it with me, if God, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say it with a little bit of old school folks say, say it with some gumption. If God be for us, who can be against us? One more time. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who then can be against us? The next portion of scripture we're going to read this morning is Deuteronomy Turn to the front of your Bible now, Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. And it says this, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. 
Would you bow your head with me this morning in prayer? Lord, I thank you, God, on this last Sunday of 2020. Lord, I thank you for all you've done for me, God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've been good to me, God, that your favor, God, has been on my life. I thank you, Lord, for one more time to be in your presence this morning, God. Open up your word to us, God. Challenge us. Provoke us unto good works, God. Let this be delivered, God, with clarity, Lord Jesus, and let it bless someone today. I thank you for your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. So this is the last Sunday in 2020. I repeat, this is the last Sunday of the year. Usually, and I heard a few woos, right? Usually, the response to that statement would come with a rhetorical kind of response where people would say, I can't believe time has flown by so quickly. Feels like just a a couple days ago, we were dealing with summertime, and here in the state of Maryland, it has some crazy humidity. But just a few days ago, we had our first snow. Yeah, everybody liked that, right? A white Christmas. Somebody, that's just awesome. Just awesome, right? It's like out of a fairy tale or a Hallmark movie. It's like, oh, it's just, it's Christmas. It's supposed to snow. Usually we don't get that, but it was, it was great this year. But when we think about this being the last Sunday of the year, there's sometimes there's this other group of people. Um, I, won't, I won't put anybody in that category. Well, let me take it back. Um, majority of us would look at this last Sunday of 2020 in a different light, and rightly so. Many of us here are thankful that 2020 is finally coming to an end. How many are ready to transition into next year? You're ready, right? You're looking forward to 2021. No doubt 2020 has likely been a struggle for many people. At the beginning of the year, I don't think anybody imagined that by the end of the year, the entire world, not just St. Mary's County, not just the state of Maryland, the entire world would be dealing with a pandemic. Nobody imagined we'd end the year so different from how we started. Even if you had your ears to the ground when original reports had coronavirus tearing through China over a year ago, no one has expected it to have the impact that the virus has had in 2020. COVID-19 has pretty much reached into and affected every area of our lives. And when this first hit, I remember thinking, like you and a couple of you guys in here, I remember thinking, You know, I can't wait till we just get back to normal. I I can't wait. I can't wait till I can take this mask off, go into a grocery store, buy what I need to buy, and come home. But that's not what what we're having to deal with. After months of feeling this impact of COVID, what we're dealing with now has actually become our new normal. I have so many masks, I lost count. My mom, every time she comes to visit, she brings another handful of masks. I'm like, Mom, we got enough. I got like 100. I, I would rather wear the paper ones that I can throw away because just I have too many. But COVID-19 has affected our jobs. It's affected how we get together. It's changed how we come together. The economy, our government has switched and swapped sides over and over and over, multiple times, we need to do this, we need to do that. Is this our second 
is it our third? Is it our fourth wave of rising cases? I don't even know at this point. Who knows? It's even changed our reaction when we normally get sick. How many know this is the time of year people just get sick? But it's changed how we view getting sick. Don't sneeze in a crowd of people or you'll get some odd looks, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, now. Wait a second, I need to go get tested. Hold on now. And we, we feel this restriction when we go beyond our own home, when we step out of the doors of our home, there's this restriction that's kind of put on us. Even when we're inside of our home, it's changed how we behave. COVID has even altered how we do church. And we all know this. I didn't come with some new earth-shattering revelation this morning. But as I began to prepare and study for what to teach, there was kind of one theme that just kept hitting me over and over and over. One thought kept coming to me. And I don't know where I first heard it. I probably even said it myself. But somebody just said it, and we all kind of said it this morning. But I cannot wait until 2021 because it's got to be better than 2020. Am I alone in hearing that? Have you ever uttered those words to yourself? I just can't wait. It's got to be better than this year. I can't wait for next year. We've probably all said those words or had that thought come across our mind. And there is some truth to that. The Bible does tell me that the latter will be greater. My best days are before me. Do we believe that? Jesus said that we shall, Brother Shaquan, where is he at? I think he's in class right now. He said that we shall, not that we would, but Jesus said that we shall do greater works than he did. The church here in Living Hope, our best days are yet to come. So I get that. We get that. But as I began to study and put this together, I felt something in my spirit say this. I'm looking forward to 2021. I really am. But am I looking forward to 2021 with the same passion that I'm looking forward to this day? Is my passion level different for next year or am I still looking forward to the rest of what God can do in 2020? Why, what about now? Why must I wait until 2021 when God is able to pour into my life right now? Because the truth of the matter is the same God we served in 2020 is going to be the same God we serve in 2021. There will be nothing different from his side. The difference will be in how we see him. And so this morning, I'm going to teach on a simple topic, and that is the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. My first point, I just kind of mentioned it, is that God is unchanging. God is unchanging. Malachi 3 and 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Hebrews 13 and 8, this is a flagship verse for the church. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you've hung around the church for any length of time, you've heard this verse, and what it really is, is it's a promise. It's so simple, but it's it's powerful. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you dive into that verse, the Greek word for same, right? Jesus Christ, the same. It emphatically states that Jesus Christ is unchangeable. 
That's the definition in the Greek of that word same. And in a crazy pandemic-stricken world where things are changing at lightning speed, Jesus Christ is the one thing. He's the one person. He is the one God that we can depend on to be the same, no matter what is going on. No matter what is happening in our world, in the spirit of this age, Jesus Christ, we can depend on him to be the same. You and I, we, no matter where we are at in our walk with God, if this is your first time in church, or if you've been walking with the Lord for 50 years, we don't have to and we don't need to refigure out who Jesus is. We don't have to refigure out what he's thinking at any moment in time. We don't have to refigure out what his message is for us. We, because the Bible tells us that he is the same. Everything that he represents is the same. And it will be the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word yesterday in the Greek is the word ekstes. And it depicts all time that ever was up until this present moment. It describes what we call as the past. The Greek word for today is the word simeron, and I may have butchered that. But it means today or at this very moment or this current age, and it depicts what we know as the present. But there's a few times in the Bible where we find the word yesterday and today put together. And when we find those those instances in the Bible, the Greek gives it kind of a, a different phrase. And when those two words are found together, what it means is it portrays continuity. So here we find Jesus isn't one way in the past and another way in the present. Whoever he was in the past is exactly who he is in the present. And so there is continuity in Jesus Christ. Therefore, if you discover Jesus of the past, if you open up the Bible and you find out who the Lord is over 2,000 years ago, we just celebrated Christmas, who God was when he robed himself in flesh. If you discovered him then, then you've discovered him now. You have even discovered who Jesus will be in the future because the Bible tells us when we find yesterday and today that he is continually the same. And the word forever, right? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That word forever in the Greek means to in all ages of the future. It depicts a future that's to come. It depicts 2021 and 2022 all the way until we breathe our last breath. It depicts all ages that will ever be known. And despite all that's happened this year, Jesus has and will forever remain unchanged. He's still omnipresent. He's still omnipotent. He's still omniscient. He's still sovereign. Revelation 1 and 8 tells us there will never be a time where he was not. Revelation 1 and 8 says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was. There's that framing again, that yesterday and today, and which is to come, the Almighty. He's still seated on the throne, whether there's a global pandemic going on or not. He's still holy. Nothing in 2020 caught the Lord by surprise. 2020 surely caught the world by surprise, including many of us. But God knew exactly what would take place. And you know what? I hate to rain on anyone's parade this morning. But 2021, it could be, I hope and I don't believe that it will, but it could be worse than 2020. 
we could see something worse than COVID hit us. The reality is that that's a real possibility. But the question we must ask ourselves is, do we let what's going on in the world change our view of God? It shouldn't, right? And many of us agree, you guys agree with me and you say that. But the proof is in our actions. The proof is in our faith. I read a devotion the other day and it said this. In Hebrews 13 and 8, we are reminded and also given hope that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always there to lean on for strength and also there to guide us in such a time like what we're facing now. He has the power to provide for us. He alone is never changing. When we stop our busy lives and actually make time for him, we begin to realize that he is way bigger than we have ever thought. Truth is, we get really caught up, caught up in our school, our work, our sports, our hobbies, overall life in general. But when you stop and realize who God really is, when you open your heart to him, he is so much bigger. His words start to become louder. His love even becomes so much deeper. We got to humble ourselves and lay at the feet of Jesus. This is the part I found good in this devotional. You don't even have to ask him for anything. Just sit at his feet. When you sit at his feet, when you don't say anything, when you just listen to him, can you feel his love? Can you hear his voice? Just sit there a minute. Open up yourself to him. Trust that through whatever you're going through, through this storm that the world is going through, remember, he alone is peace. The Bible says he is the prince of peace, and he will never let you go. He's got the whole world in his hands. COVID-19 might change how we go about our days, but I can promise you it doesn't change our God. In fact, I believe it makes his face more visible, his voice more louder, if we just stop and listen. Our God is a loving God who does not change. And there's so much hope and peace in that. This world around us has changed so much in the blink of a year. And yes, I'm looking forward to what God's going to do next year. But understand, if God can move now, I don't need to really wait for next year. Because he is faithful. He's unchangeable. My next point this morning is simply this. God, my second point is God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his word. He doesn't change. That was my first point. And the second point is that he is faithful to his word. Anybody thankful for the word of God? Like, are you really thankful for the word of God? You know, I know we sing songs about the power that's in the name of Jesus and the power that's in the blood of Jesus. And we need to sing those songs. Right. We should absolutely sing those songs. Where would we be without Jesus? It's the blood that washes away our sin. It cleanses us. It makes us white as snow. I'm not in any way trying to downplay the power of the Lord in those areas. But the word, y'all, the word, as I get older and more mature, I'm more and more amazed by the power of the word of God. We also, we need to also be singing songs about the power of the word of God. The word of God has the power to reveal things to us. 
It has the power to refute things to us, things that we thought we knew. The Bible has, a, has its way when we read his word of changing and showing us that what we thought we knew as truth is not really truth at all. Jesus said that the word of God is like a seed. The analogy was that the word had the power to grow in us or cause growth to happen. The word planted in an honest and obedient heart can produce physical acts which we can see and feel. The word of God even has the power to redirect us when we get off course. It has the power to revive us, to reward us, and also get us ready when we're not ready for what God's going to send our way. Just like 2020, the world, a lot of us, we weren't ready. But the more and more we dig into the word of God, the more and more God prepares us to be ready. When Jesus himself was tempted of the devil, he didn't use the power that was in his name. But he used what? He used the word. He could have done it, surely. He could have said, in the name of Jesus, in my, get out of my way. But he didn't do that. He used the word. And there is power in the word of God. I remind us of this to also remind us that God is faithful and his word is true. And God is faithful to his word. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18 says it's impossible for God to lie. The New Living Translation says God cannot lie, nor can he break an unconditional promise that he says he will fulfill. Now, I know we like to quote the verses in the Bible that declare that God, that with God, anything is possible. God can do anything. We like those verses. But this is one of the few places in the Bible that I find an impossibility with God. And that is he cannot break his word. It's impossible for him to do. It's he can't do it. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19 said that, says that God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. He hath said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? How many of you wake up every morning and just say, you know what? I intentionally plan to break my word this morning. I intentionally plan to not do what I said that I would do. None of us really wake up with that mindset. Well, maybe you do. If somebody like got on your nerves or, or you just fed up with something, I don't, I don't know. But we don't wake up every day intending to break our word. But you know what? As human beings, as hard as we try sometimes, we still fail in that area. We still fall short. We say we're going to commit to this. We say we're going to do that. And whether time runs short or something else blocks our path, it's easy for us sometimes to break our word. But with God, that's not the case. Every, every covenant that he made is kept. Every promise or foretelling has or will come true. Matter of fact, 2020 was a year where God said it in his, in his word that it would happen. Pestilence, we would, we would face all these things. Nation would rise against nation. Rumors of wars, all these things happening in the last days. They're in the word of God and they are coming true before our very eyes. Testimony after testimony of God's faithfulness is certainly found throughout the Bible and is still given in testimonies by people today. There are approximately 277 accounts of covenants between God and his people in the Bible. We read it earlier, Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant 
of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. You know, God is so faithful to his word that anybody who wants to find him can find him. A lot of times we think we got to have it all together to find the Lord. We got to be doing right and walking right and talking right. And Bishop would say spitting right, spitting white. I mean, we got we to gotta do this and that to find the Lord. But it doesn't matter. Whosoever will, Bible says come. We have to begin to realize more and more about God's faithfulness to us. If you're taking notes this morning, please, please write down these next three verses. 1 Corinthians 1 and 9 says, God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Write that verse down, 1 Corinthians 1 and 9. Write this one down too, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. I love this verse. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can't stand up under it. In the last verse, write this down. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3. The Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. If you think about those verses right there, those three verses, and you look at the year we had in 2020. This is a year where chaos kind of just reigned over the world. But these three verses, I believe, can help us. In times of distress, in times of trouble, the Bible says in that 1 Corinthians 1 and 9, God is faithful. He's always calling us closer and closer to him. In a 2020 year where we feel like things are breaking apart, God is still faithful and he's still calling us into fellowship with Jesus Christ. In a year that's been crazy where we don't know left from right, God says there's no temptation that he's going to bring against us that we can't bear. In 2020, when you felt like you didn't know what to do, God's word tells us he's still faithful. He'll provide. Anybody found a way out of the struggle that you had this year? Anybody found a way out when you didn't think you would find a way out? You found hope when you didn't think you would find hope. And then the last thing in that last verse, the Lord is faithful. He'll strengthen and protect you from the evil one. When the devil throws his best shot at us, the Bible says God will strengthen us and protect us against him. And so as we make this transition into 2021, I want you to remember the faithfulness of the Lord. I'm really convicted in my soul when I think about how many times I've been unfaithful to him. When I've let him down, when I've turned my back on the Lord, even this year where we face troubles and trials and tribulations, I admit there's been times I turned my back on the Lord. I didn't think he would come through when I thought or I, I believed that he would. I, I didn't think I would make it. And, and so I made choices and decisions kind of like Abraham and, and uh, Sarah when they made their own decision. And now we got Ishmael. I kind of made my own decisions this year when I shouldn't have. And I was unfaithful to him. But in 1 John 1 and 9, we are told, if we confess our sins, if we come clean with our unfaithfulness to him, it doesn't matter if it's the first time or if it's the millionth time we've made that mistake. The Bible says he is faithful. That's the first thing we see when we 
come clean with God, when we confess our sins to him, the first thing it says is he is faithful to us. And he is just to forgive our sins. You know, there's a little side note here. We like that forgiveness part. We like it when God instantly forgives us of our sins. We come clean with him. He instantly forgives us of our sins. But a lot of times we forget that second part. Because we go right back to that sin once and once again. We go back to the thing we did wrong. And it's easy to come and clean and confess God. It's easy to get that guilt off our back. But a lot of times we don't allow the second part of that verse to continue working. If God's faithful to forgive us of our sin, he's also faithful to keep cleansing us when we make that mistake. To purge us from that unrighteousness. There's no question that we can have the confidence that God will forgive us. Without his ability to do so, it goes back to my first point, he wouldn't be God because it would be a lie if he could not forgive us. Since he has made this promise and we know that he can't break his word, we know that it would be contrary to God's nature. And again, he cannot lie about that. If God said that he would do it, then that means he'll do it. How many of us have ever given up on things God's promised he would do? Even in 2020, we gave up on some things because a global pandemic hit. Dreams and things that God has probably promised us in the past, and we know it lines up with his word. But because of what we went through this year, we think God's not able to do it. I've come to remind someone not to give up on the promise you have from the Lord. If God promised it to you. It will come to pass. Our God is a faithful God. There's nobody else that can do what he can and what he has done. Understand this this morning. Even in a year, a weird year, God is always working. God's always working in the background. Whether it's 2020 or 2021 or five or ten years down the road, he is always working. The Bible says he's working for us. Even when we don't see it, we don't feel it. We can't taste it or hear it. He is working. And if he's done it before, then there's precedent that he'll do it again. And 2020 has been a year of testing for many of us. But I'm here to help you. Dust off that promise. Renew your faith in him today. It's not a pandemic or crazy year that's hindered God. It's really a matter of your faith that's hindered God. So that means don't quit praying for a miracle. Don't quit praising God because it hasn't come to pass or you're facing a difficult season. Understand that God is unchanging and eternal and he's faithful to every single word that is in this book. Every word that he's spoken and every promise that he's made. Romans 8 and 28 says he's never stopped working for our good. And we know that in all things, God's work for the good to them who are called according to his purpose, to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. God knows every need that we have. He's the provider. I'm going to remind you of some things in his word today. He is the provider. That's what the word says. He's the healer. He's our victor. He's the Lord that sanctifies. He is our peace. He is the most high God, our shepherd, our maker, our righteousness, and Jehovah Shammah, which means he is present with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. So hopefully by now you see where I'm going with this. It doesn't matter what the year is, 2020, 2021, 2022, he is the same God, unchanging and bound by his word. 
Whatever he has said that he will do, it will come to pass. My last point this morning is that God is faithful in his love toward us. How many know God's love is unconditional? It's unconditional. When we say that God's love is unconditional, we are asserting that there is nothing we can do to make him love us either more or less. There's nothing we can do to make God love us more or less. We don't, nor could we anyway, earn his love by fulfilling a predetermined set of conditions. He loves us not because of what we are, but because of who he is. In 1 John 4 and 8, the Bible tells us, for God is love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, not God, sorry, for God is love. That's what the Bible says. But this doesn't suggest that God still doesn't judge us or that we don't have to suffer when we make bad choices on our own. That has nothing to do with the love of God. When we make a bad decision, we got to reap the consequence of that ill-advised decision or action. And the truth is there is such a thing as hell. But nobody will go to hell because God doesn't love them. On the contrary, they'll go there because they were either ignorant of God or because they willfully chose to reject his love that was freely given to us in the sacrifice of Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews 10 and 26, once we cross that line, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. If we get to that point where we start willingly rejecting God's love, that's on us, the Bible says. Because this still doesn't imply that God ceases to love us. He never stops loving us, even when he's pouring out his wrath. Nor does he abandon the soul that turns away from him. This is a real difficult concept for our world to understand. When we're dealing with problems and we're going through trials, the Bible calls them fiery trials because it feels like we're being burned alive. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation you're like, God, it cannot get any worse than this? Many of you got to see my son today and you're like, what happened on Christmas? We were like, Lord, it can't get any worse than this. It's easy to feel like when we're in that fiery trial that God no longer loves us. How many of you have ever asked the question, God, why? Why are you doing this to me, Lord? Why? Why did you let this happen to me? Don't you love me, God? It has nothing to do with God's love. It goes back to my point of unconditional love. We feel like the conditions that we place in our humanity somehow forfeit us from the love that God has for us. If we make a bad decision somehow in our humanity, whether it's a lesson you learned earlier in life or someone did you wrong or something, we take that same mindset and put it towards God, and, and we have to stop doing that. The reason why we're going through what we're going through has nothing to do with God not loving us. I'm here to call the devil out for what he is. The devil is a liar. Don't believe a word of that nonsense. God loves you. It don't matter if you've sinned a million times, if you made terrible decisions, God loves you. God loves you whether you're in the pit or the palace. 
your circumstances doesn't affect any of the love of God that he has for you. He is faithful. Somebody say he's faithful. He's faithful in his love toward us. In some way we can't fully comprehend, he's even with us when we make our bed in hell. That's what the Bible says. Psalms 139 and 8, if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us out of love. Before you were even a thought in your parents' mind, God knew every mistake you would make, but he still loved you anyway. This promise that God loves us unconditionally is such a simple but powerful promise that wraps up everything concerning the kingdom of God. No matter where you find yourself in your personal relationship with Jesus, sometimes it's easy to forget that he's faithful in his love toward us. You and me, we're such fickle human beings sometimes. You and I may not admit it, but it's true. We base our love on emotions, on feelings that go up or down. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, so I don't love you. I don't. I don't appreciate you. Or we come up with some weird excuses for why we feel like we feel. We base our love on what someone can do for us or what we can do for them. And I can testify myself. I've grown distant with some friends because one of us has done the other person wrong. There's some feelings that I have on that situation, so I shun them to the side. Forgive me if I've ever done that to any of you. We see so many relationships destroyed by jealousy, envy, strife, betrayal. Unconditional love, when we look at humanity, is so outside of the norm. And as human beings, we can lose sight on this aspect of the faithfulness of God. There have been times in my life where I've even been afraid to bring something before the Lord, simply because at some level I thought the love he had toward me had changed. So what right did I have to bring my need to him? Because I felt like he couldn't love me. But unlike earthly affection, his love does not fluctuate. Jesus doesn't care for us more if we've pleased him or less when we failed or sinned. I think the Apostle Paul sums this up best. Romans 8 and 35, the New Living Translation says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or even threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, in verse 37, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So as we reflect on 2020, remember that God loves you unconditionally. Can you look back across this year, think about what you've been through, and see now, looking back, the faithfulness and steadfast love of God on your life? Can you think about that? What I went through this year, God, it could have destroyed me, but you love me, God. 
You cared about me. Amen. If you don't mind, would you stand with me this morning as I come to a close? I'm coming to a close a little bit early, but I have a, I have a ton of notes, and I, I don't feel led to, to jump into the, the extra stuff that I have. But when I was putting this together, I had a couple of thoughts hit my mind, and and I hope I did a decent job this morning of delivering what the Lord gave me. But my goal and intention was to dig into what it really means to trust God's faithfulness. It's a hard concept to, like, convey. But I also wanted to show biblically what it should look like if we live out our trust in him. And I kept asking myself, how do I convey this in a crazy year? In the middle of a global pandemic, how do I help someone say, okay, God, okay, God, I don't understand what's happening, but I'm trusting in your faithfulness. God, how you never change. I'm trusting in that, Lord. I'm trusting, God, that your word, God, even when I don't see it, your word says this is what you're going to do. And so I'm trusting in that, God. I'm trusting you, Lord, when you say that you love me, God. I know I've made a mistake this year. I know I've messed up this year, God. How can we say I'm trusting your love for me, Lord Jesus, during this season when I can't see an end of the season in front of me? Because I don't know when this global pandemic will be over. I don't know what each of you face in your daily lives. I can't tell you when your season will come to an end, but I can tell you to trust the Lord. And I ask myself, how do I help someone declare that I'm trusting you and I'm trusting that you are for me, God, in this season? Our opening text said that, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? The message puts it like this. With God on our side, how can we lose? How can we lose? Anybody felt like 2020 was a loss? Do you? In some ways, right? But the Bible tells me, how can we lose? How can I call 2020 a loss if God is for me? It genuinely makes me stop in my tracks when I really think about that. With constant noise, anxiety, fear and stress coming my way, whether it's from other people, whether the media is, is, is procrastinating that, you know, blasting that at us, or even if that mindset is going on in my own mind. The truth is it's easy for us to get burnt out sometimes very quickly. It's easy for us to lose perspective when this is going on around us. We can easily be distracted by the noise instead of focusing on the stillness of God, focusing on the steadfastness of God, how he remains unchanging in us. We can easily be distracted about the faithfulness of God. God is for me. Say that. Say it again. Come on, let that be your declaration. Believe that. God is for me. I want someone to understand that the faithfulness of God is not limited to just the good times that we have. Just like most of you listening right now, I'm eagerly awaiting the day when we don't feel like we're trapped or stuck, or in a lull, 
where we finally come out of this global pandemic mode. But one thing this lesson has taught me is that I don't want to waste any gifts or opportunities in this season to witness the faithfulness of God right in the middle of what I'm going through, right in the middle of a pandemic. I don't want to miss the faithfulness of God. And it's hard to intentionally try to do that because we do have good days and we have bad days. But I encourage you, no matter what you're facing, listen to the constant voice of his faithfulness. The truth is God is faithful even when we don't see it. He works whether we're looking for it or not. Whether you got your eyes set on the prize or not, he's still working because he's faithful. That's why he's doing it. We may never have a burning bush moment, but we serve the same I am who spoke to Moses. We serve the same God who promised Abraham as many descendants as the stars. And we serve the same God who said, let there be and put those stars in place. Matter of fact, if you believe the faithfulness of God, you saw the sunrise again this morning when he was faithful to his word and said, let there be. And there hasn't changed the day where the sun hasn't risen. I know we usually end out a year and begin a new year with resolutions. We all want to lose weight. Hello. We want to make more money. We want to break habits. We want to grow and mature. But when was the last time we, have a re- we had a revelation of his faithfulness? When was the last time we didn't take his faithfulness for granted? And I want to challenge somebody to make this one of your New Year's resolutions. That every day we wake up, let it be a resolution in us to see and trust in the faithfulness of God. Because he's unchanging, he's faithful in his word, and he's faithful in his love toward us. Thank you. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.